This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Ladies and gents, welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host, Chris Simpson, and joining me today is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello! And we are joining you, listeners, after a 2-0 defeat for the Magpies at home to Arsenal on Sunday. Um, I mean, obviously disappointing to lose, but, I mean, you know, it was our hardest fixture remaining this season, you'd have to say. Um, Arsenal, obviously, you bounced back with that win over Chelsea in midweek. You know, I've got to say, it was a great game, actually. It was a proper battle. Yeah, it was a good game. Chances both sides. I, I think Arsenal did well to weather the storm at the beginning. Newcastle were all over them, and obviously Murphy hitting the post, which we've all come to expect, um, obviously apart from the last <laughs> yeah. couple of games where that's that's been different. Um, but I think the fact that Newcastle didn't get their foot under the door and didn't get that goal... I don't think it necessarily would have meant that Newcastle would have still won this game, but I think it would have maybe shifted the momentum a little bit more in their favour because it was a great match for neutrals. It was all back and forth. Um, and to be honest, I didn't even think that, that Odegaard's goal was that good. No, I, it was just it was just one of those where it just sort of goes through everyone. and Yeah. You know, and it, the thing is, obviously, I think when... Normally, when someone you know sticks one in from that range, it's like top corner or, or something like that. Obviously, when it's a low, it maybe looks a bit more savable. But he did hit it very hard. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's was, it was sort of one of those. But but yeah, I mean, we we flew out of the traps. Um, like you say, yeah, Murphy was like inside the first like couple of minutes, him, him hitting the post, and then obviously we had the penalty, which I think was rightfully overturned. It did clearly hit his hit his leg before it hit his arm so that wasn't a problem yeah yeah I, I, I get why people were up in arms about it at the time but actually that, as you say that was a decent check by VAR and yeah. that's what it's there for in my opinion because yeah. it seems to be what it's used for all the time but um, I, I, I agree with that but and you know and then and then their, game, their goal um, sorry you know it was what, about sort of quarter of an hour in or whatever it was you know that really was against the run of play you've got to say Odegaard's goal um, then they did fully well I was going to say they did fully capitalise they didn't fully capitalise in that you know they didn't then score again till you know um, well into the second half but uh, as in like the rest of that first half was about us keeping them in check and you know um, relying a little bit on Nick Pope obviously to keep out um you know Martinelli and Saka and the others, and he pulled us some great saves. And he and he did, and it, but you know in the end again, you know, um, and then you know Martinelli hit the woodwork, I think as well, you know, early in the second half. But you know at the same time, we had some really good chances as well. Aaron Ramsdale really, you know, had to make some some good saves. Um, yeah, I mean that. Go on, sorry, you made that excellent save um, against Shark. Yeah, that that. Point blank one. It was it was one of those where I it was weird because I kind of felt like it when they showed the slow mo replay, it maybe didn't look super impressive. Like you know, it, it wasn't like it was a fingertip save. It was 
you know, Shah kind of hit it, hit, hit it relatively close to him. But at the same time, when like when you saw it in real time, he still had to get quick, low. How quick he reacted yeah. to to get his arm in the right position to to keep it out because you know Shah wasn't that far away from him you know he was he was a decent enough header as he could have been obviously directed a little further away from the keeper but you know that's sort of really nitpicking yeah it was that was a top reaction save i said he made some other good stops as well uh it was just one of those it, you know it, it, on another day that could have been like three all that game and just for us it just didn't quite just didn't manage to get um uh, get well just quite literally get the ball over the line you know as i say isaac hitting the post murphy early on Willick had some good chances, you know, all this kind of stuff. It was. I think I think that comes down as well to, to Arsenal's performance. I thought it it was very clever, and mm. they managed to withstand the first couple of minutes of of possession by Newcastle, and then just really became frustrating. And I think the second half was very much weighted in in Arsenal's favour. Don't get me wrong; there were moments um, of of excellence. But I do still feel that the majority of it, it felt it, every time that Arsenal were in the box, it felt like they could score. Whereas I think when when Newcastle were in the box, it was like a uh, uh. <laughs> so I, I think that was probably that you know that's down to, to Arsenal's battle plan as it were, and I, I think they they pulled it off quite well. Not obviously going to say that they kind of win the league, but. I think that was one of those games that could have gone either way, could have ended as a draw, mm. could have ended in a massive loss for, for either side. Um, but that, you know, it was, it was very clever play by Arsenal. And if they keep doing this like next season, then who's to say that they can't be in a very similar position this time next year? Yeah. Challenging again for the title, or hopefully winning it, because let's be honest, out of the ones who can be there. Yeah, I'd rather it be them. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would much rather Arsenal won the league than than Man City this season. I, I, I can't see Man City slipping up from here. But and it's and it's a shame, obviously, what happened with Arsenal. You know, those all those draws, then obviously losing to City is will almost certainly have cost them. But that was a champion like performance. I think, as you mentioned, the way they kind of ground it out because you know as, as I say we certainly weren't our, at our, our best and again that was uh, in no small part because Arsenal played very well at times but like I say we did throw a lot at them um, we did play you know we didn't play badly um, and yeah the way they did sort of like you said there was a lot of guile a lot of cunning in that um, performance and then the way they approached it and frustrated us and like I say, just at times just weather in the storm, but mainly, like I said, there were large periods periods as well where they were fully on top, and um, yeah, like I say, that if if it doesn't come off for them this season, I think, I think whatever happens, like um, I know if 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 City do win the league, you know, everyone will be like, oh well, Arsenal bottled it, and I mean, I guess you know you can make whatever conclusions you want. Again, you know, three. Three consecutive draws before the uh, the City game, you know, if the, if they'd have kept that up, it wouldn't have mattered if they that, you know if they'd lost to City. So you know, obviously, yeah, you can you can make some arguments there, but from where Arsenal have been, you know, if if they don't win the league this season again, I, I don't think they will at this point, unfortunately for them. But this has been a, a, a pretty monumental season for them. They have been excellent. They have been a cut above. 
and this this has been you know the closest they've been for a very long time and that's because they you know Arteta really truly has uh, turned them into again I know they need to get over the line with with some silverware but they do feel more like winners you know in the way that Arsenal have all felt and do you know what I mean that having that sort of yeah champion like quality to grind things out yeah because like I said we, we didn't make it easy for them no. they didn't come and just steal, like roll over us and we lost 2-0 it was no but I think what they're doing there at the club at the moment um, I mean it's a very very young side as well in general yeah yeah they've got it's going to be exciting to see them next season let, let's say exactly but yeah as I say in terms of our and I say it was just really, it was a really entertaining game but in terms of what that does for us, thankfully Man United went and lost to West Ham later on Sunday night, so we are still ahead of them. So in that sense, it's sort of as you were. We are only three points ahead of Liverpool now, um, which obviously is a, is a little concerning, but we do still have a game in hand on them, and obviously Man United, again, are between us and Liverpool, so it's not like it's just us and Liverpool for that thing, uh, for that final, uh, you know, f- for getting in the top four. And again, this was our toughest remaining fixture. Again, I'm not saying that we've got all easy ones between now and the rest of the season. We don't. But this, again, was absolutely the hardest, even though we were at home, you would say. Um, So you would definitely think of the four games we've got left, we've certainly got a chance of, a decent chance of picking up another couple of wins and you would think that would be enough. Uh, I mean, Liverpool are playing well at the moment, but just looking at the way they've been over the whole season, you would, I would personally be a little surprised if they were able to win all of their remaining games. Yeah. Again, it's Liverpool. You know, if if they sort themselves out, it's something they can do, and they have been better of late. But you know, like I say, we've we've still got a game in hand on them. If we win that, then again, that points that gap, uh, that puts that gap over fifth place Liverpool at six points with three games left. Yeah. Uh, which again is a very healthy position to be in not unassailable by any means but very very strong position to be in so yeah talking um, about healthy positions then at the moment so Newcastle's women's team has been promoted to the third tier of English football by all accounts a very very close league at at the end there yeah it's it's obviously gone down to the wire for them Uh, they but yeah they, they got promoted on Sunday to the FA Women's National League Northern Premier Division um, with That's a two 0 win. That's so easy to say, isn't it? Jesus. Well, they were previous. They were well. The, the league they've just won. It was I think it's like the FA Women's National League Division One. So it's like a whole thing. But yeah, they're not just shorting it. <laughs> but yeah, they 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 got a two 0 win over Barnsley at Barnsley. Uh, goals from Casey Elson and Katie Barker. And yeah, as you say, an absolutely nail biting um, title race because uh, obviously only only one team actually goes up from that division. I don't think there's any playoffs. And yeah, they finished ahead of Durham Sestri on goal difference. Uh, both teams finishing with um, 56 points, I believe. So 18 wins, two draws, and just two defeats from their total 22 league matches. And like I said, they, yeah, goal difference. And it, it was relatively close as well. Goal difference of 47 for Newcastle to Durham's 43. So yeah, really went right down to the wire. But thankfully, the. Uh, they got over the line and again they're still you know they've got a long way to go to reach the um the super league but it's 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 really good to see them thriving obviously they've had a couple of games at st james's park recently we haven't um 
apart from uh, when they made their debuts at St James's Park, we haven't really uh, gone into that too much, um, which is to our shame. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's and it's been fantastic, you know, the, drawing thousands and thousands of fans to St James's Park to watch them. I think they're only going to continue to be allowed to play at St James's Park um, in the future. Obviously, they don't play there every week, but um, they've shown that they can attract the crowds and, and you know record crowds for um, you know the well what was the fourth tier of you know women's football. Well, well I mean, you can just compare it to the fourth tier of men's football. Some of the crowds they were getting were, were mighty impressive when, when they were at St James's Park. So. Yeah. Um, Great, great for them. Great to see, and hopefully they can carry that momentum and and keep climbing the leagues. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, we will be looking now at Newcastle uh, men's team again back in action next weekend, uh, Saturday lunchtime kickoff at Ho- uh, sorry away at Leeds United. Big Sam's Leeds. Oh, the return, the return of Big Sam. Um, he's back. He's back. He's better than Arteta. He's better than Pep. He's better than Klopp. And he's going to be desperate to get one over on you. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it was funny. I, I hadn't when he first returned. Obviously, it was just oh my god, this is hilarious. Big Sam's back. <laughs> but then it was pointed out that actually of Leeds, you know, four remaining games, he had two against two of his former teams and two of those former teams whose fans don't particularly have fond memories of him shall we say in Newcastle and West Ham but also if he keeps Leeds up he could also get his other former team Everton relegated (laughs) so the man's come in with a lot to play for not to mention the fact that I think he might get something like two and a half million quid if he keeps them up Yeah, which is also doubly hilarious because um, obviously they lost their first game to Man City this weekend but it's also funny because um He's obviously come in with Leeds not actually in the relegation zone when he came in. And now they're in the relegation zone. But it also means that in theory he could lose all four of his games and they would still stay up and he could get two two and a half million quid. Oh my god. In theory. But they are going to need to win at least one game if they're going to stay up, uh, you would think. And we've got to hope obviously that it's not us. Um, I don't think it will be. Because I would really like us to get back to winning ways and I wouldn't really care one way or another if Leeds go down uh, to be honest I obviously I would like Leicester to stay up uh, it's I, not I don't think they will no. unfortunately but they were obviously the team I would like to after that I don't I don't really much care who does and doesn't but um, but yeah I mean yeah, again to, to Big Sam's credit they only lost 2-1 away at Man City this weekend uh, in his first game in charge which again considering the way Man City are playing to only lose two one at their dad for it. I guess it's sorry. Well, not just the way Man City are playing, but also the way Leeds have been playing. Because mm. I mean, they conceded they conceded a stupid number of goals over the last sort of month or so. What can I say? Big Sam's uh, defensive skills and coaching are excellent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, hey, you know, the man can do a job, and he is gonna. He's. They're gonna be right up for it next Saturday when we go there. He's gonna be proper eyeing uh, some points. And they're going to be out to really make life difficult for us. Um, and then when you couple in the fact that actually we've only actually won one of our five meetings with Leeds um, since they came back up in 2020. Um, I mean, our, our last three we're unbeaten against them, but that was it was a one-all draw, a nil-nil draw 
either side of a 1-0 win for us so you know it's not you know we've, we've not exactly been doing particularly well actually when we've played yeah, Leeds I don't the last they, sort of two three years they so. do tend to be tricky for Newcastle um, who knows hopefully for Newcastle you can get over that hopefully they won't be able to cope with the pace and the the relentlessness at the beginning maybe they will lose fitness towards the end who knows and then that will leave it open for Newcastle um, I yeah. think on paper Newcastle should win but I also understand the stress that Newcastle now fans now have facing this prospect of maybe not being in the top four if they don't win all of them and not I think it's just that, that potential of it might not when Newcastle have gone so far um, I guess that's the yeah. that's the thing that makes everybody start doubting themselves and talking themselves out of uh, what potentially could happen but you know who, who knows hopefully it will be a I'm going to say 2-0 win to Newcastle well that's that's more optimistic than I'm feeling because again the pessimism is, is immediately setting back yeah. in for me I I mean obviously we obviously have a really good chance we are a much better team than Leeds but Leeds are at home we're away and obviously and <laughs> no you're uh you're, you're renting. It, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if this game was a draw. I, I don't think we're going to lose this game. Mm. I will say that. So the pessimism hasn't fully set in. And I'll probably get bitten in the arse for that. Uh, Can we just apologise for any potential background noise that we have now? For whatever reason, our cat is licking the floor in an extraordinarily loud manner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to a- ASMR with uh, Milo. Yeah. <laughs> But yes. <laughs> Hopefully you can't hear it, but just in case that weird noise <laughs> is a cat licking the floor. But yeah, as I say, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw. And if it is, that does worry me slightly, just in the sense of our game in hand is against Brighton, and Brighton are obviously really good. Mm. So that's hardly a um, foregone conclusion. Again, no offence, we do play you. I've, I've, I've already, I, I already know what's going to happen. It's fine. <laughs> um, and obviously, Chelsea are quite rubbish. They shouldn't have anything to play for on the final day, beyond pride, if they have any left. But again, you know, I, I'm, I, I think that's at Stamford Bridge, rocking up at Stamford Bridge. As a general rule, not an easy place to go. <laughs> Hashtag, you know, cliche, but. Yeah, it would be really, really nice to just get that three points this game. Get that. I mean, the Arsenal game shouldn't really affect the confidence too much, but you know what I mean. Just not let it affect the momentum too much. But yeah, it's it's one of I I could see I could see a, a draw again. But hopefully, you're right. Two uh, 0 win for Newcastle. I'll take that right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will be back next week to report on it one way or another yep. um, in the meantime if you could please give us a like and subscribe and a positive review we are Magpies and Restricted I've been your host Chris Simpson thanks Cara no problem and thank you listeners bye. bye this podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts